Weekly Show with David J. Maloney. This week, David talks to country music singer-songwriter Brandon Davis. And now, here's your host, David J. Maloney. Our featured guest tonight is one of country's music rising stars with a killer voice and a social media fandom that has exploded in the past two years. Uh, the now famous video of him imitating uh, different famous country artists went viral. And, and since then, he and his wife have amassed millions of views and followers across their social media. To top it all off, he will be nearby in Orange Beach on May 14 to play at the wharf with none other than Tim McGraw and Russell Dickerson. Here to talk about his incredible story and his music is Brandon Davis. Brandon, welcome to the show. Man, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. So let's start at the beginning. Where, where did you grow up? I grew up right here in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and lived here majority of my life despite a, a short venture out west for a little bit. I, I saw one of your TikTok videos with your dad, and it seems you guys have a really good relationship. And, and I think in that same video, you said something that it was maybe that your dad taught you everything you, you know about music. Was your, was your home filled with music growing up? And, and was your dad a musician? Oh, yeah, man. This house never stopped. In between my dad, me, my brother, there was always somebody playing music. I've I've been around it, you know, since really before I was born. My mom and papa were kind of a gospel Johnny and June traveling around the South. And then my dad followed in their footsteps with gospel and country and played it all his life. And Lord, Lord knows he passed it down to me. Yeah. So you're you're I had learned your grandmother and grandfather were traveling church musicians. Did I get that right? Yes, sir. And, yeah, he and, played the guitar, she played the tambourine. What influence do you think they had, even if maybe subconsciously, on your life and your music and maybe spirituality or, or otherwise? Well, my papa always had a big influence on me, even to the way I play guitar a lot of the time. Like, I've always been a guy that likes to strum with his hand instead of picking up a pick. But uh, to be loud enough, you got to do one or the other. And he, watching how simple it was for him. I mean, just to pick up a guitar and not even really care who was listening, what he was playing. He just knew what he wanted to play, knew what he loved to play, and he did what he loved. And that that was the special part of watching it growing up was watching this guy that, you know, had seen it all at this point do something that I was already in love with, and it just grew more and more. When did you start writing songs yourself? 2007. So I was an eighth grader that was in love with the show Dukes of Hazard and Moonshine and anything to do with country music. And it, Lord knows the very first song. We'll uh, we'll just say it was not what you would expect me to write now, but definitely what you would have expected an eighth grader into what I was into to write. Let's put it that way. Um, when you were growing up, what artists or art, artist did you listen to the most? Uh, it was Merle. It was always Merle. Merle had a uh, 16 Biggest Hits album that I wore out. I knew that thing front to back. I could probably sing the songs backward if my mom and daddy would give me a chance. And uh, I remember driving down to Panama City, singing every word to every song, all the way from Chattanooga to the World Series that we were going to go play in, to the point that my mama finally said, can, can, can we please just, can, can we turn on the radio? Like, I think you've heard them enough. That's funny. My, my son used to be the same way originally with the Beatles. 
And he yeah. would just, uh, we have to listen to the same thing over and over and over <laughs> and over and over. Eventually he graduated to other things, eventually uh, Zeppelin and then, and then other things. But yeah, that's, that's, it's funny how kids you'll, you'll lock onto something and it, you'll identify in some way and yep. you can't get enough of it. Man, he, I locked on to Merle because he was the common man's poet. He sang songs that were real. And even at 10 years old, when you hear about something that's on a song being sung by this huge country artist, but it's something that you can relate to just because it's kind of down on our level. That's what really spoke to me about his. Now, we before this interview, we were talking a little bit about the fact that we're based here in Mobile, Alabama. And you're going to be playing less than an hour away in Orange Beach in the next couple of months. Um, but researching for this interview, I think it's safe to say that none of this happens without your wife, Destiny. So how did you guys meet? Believe it or not, we met through Facebook. So uh, it, <laughs> she came up as people you may know. And I'll, I'll just be honest. I, I thought she was hot. I thought she was beautiful. And I, I friended her and sent her a message saying, hey, how are you? Just so you, you, you truly did slide into her DMs on Facebook, and that's how you guys started talking. Yep. I just wanted to see if I could spark a conversation and it lead to anything. And thankfully, she actually responded. We talked for a few days, and one thing led to another, and I finally convinced her to go out on a date with me. Now, the, the, that trick of sliding into somebody's DMs is not supposed to actually work. So <laughs> if, if, we, if, if we asked your wife... What do you think she would say about that method and, and why it somehow worked with you in particular? Because it's not supposed to work. <clears throat> claims I was cute, but I've seen pictures of me when I first met her, and I, I don't know if I'd say the same about myself. I uh, I, I definitely kind of – I married up. Let's put it that way. I feel like I really married up. Well, and, and I know you said what attracted – you initially to her was you said quote she was hot and it does always help to be easy on the eye but we we know we all know there's got to be more to it than that what eventually hooked you well as soon as I started messaging her one of the first messages that we started kind of going back and forth about was that she was remodeling her uh her and her mother's rental house that they were moving into and she was like, yeah, I've got all these projects. I'm wanting to do this and this and this. And was kind of giving me a walk down. And I was like, that is awesome. Like, I love doing projects. I love somebody that, you know, really gets into, you know, anything that's hands-on work. And we really kind of bonded over that because that was something to this day, like that she's always the one that's trying to be creative and create something new. I've always had the engineer brain because that's what I went to school for. And we really work well together together when it comes to that we can butt heads at the same time but it's something that immediately kind of drew me into her and then just watching how how amazing of a mother she was because I knew right off the bat there were already two beautiful kids in the picture and th thinking that you're walking into something like that it's a whole new world but I don't know it was weird talking to her I immediately just had no worries or fears about it it was just you know what the Everything about this just feels right. So, so that starts this journey. You get married, you do a normal life. Then if I'm not mistaken, your life almost ends in a head-on collision, right? Yes, um, sir. What happened and how did that experience change the trajectory? I'll learn how to speak. What happened and how did that experience change the trajectory of your life? Well, I got hit head-on by a distracted driver at a red light and I had to be rushed to the hospital. It was emergency surgery. It was either 
you know, go under and let them do a scope to see what was wrong or risk going septic from the colon that had ruptured that mm. nobody yet knew about. And whenever I came out and I realized what all they had to do, it was just kind of a shock of like, what in the world really just happened to me? Why did it happen? And why did it happen to me? Of, of all people, why did I have to go through that? And I couldn't understand that. I, I didn't know if I had done something. And all this stuff starts running through your head when you just eventually come to the realization, like, look, it, it happened. That's just, that, that's what you have to take away is that it happened. It's not why, but how are you going to come back from this? What does it help you to kind of focus on and have clarity with? And for me, it was realizing the fact that life is really short, whether anybody likes to think of that as a cliche or, you know, something you hear a lot of people say, it really is. It's short and we don't, we don't realize how small of a time we have to really spend doing what we want to do. And I always tell my kids every day, like, look, you don't have a long time on this earth. So while you're here, chase your dreams, do what you want to do. If you've got goals, you know, go after them. And all the while, I'm telling advice to my children that I'm not following by myself. And that, that moment was kind of the eye opener. Like, look, you can't keep telling them this and you're just sitting here, you know, standing still. So we decided it was time to make a change of that. So fast forward a little uh, and uh, a, a little app called TikTok comes around. Your, your wife thinks it could help get your name out there. And she runs up on you in the now famous jukebox artist challenge video. Tell me the story behind that. Well, we had tried the whole, you know, kick the artist thing off the ground and really find a foundation that we could really, you know, kind of spring off of. And we hadn't found that yet. And amidst trying to make that happen, a pandemic hit and we were all, you know, adjusting to a new world. But her, like everybody else, really took to, hey, look, the only connection I've got with the outside world is connecting to people through my phone and social media. And she found TikTok. And through TikTok, she started seeing different artists promoting music. She thought, I've got an idea. We can do it through this because there's a lot of people getting on here. And I just straight up told her, I was like, nope, it's not for me. Can't do it. Sorry. I've seen ads. It's just that it looks like an app for people that are definitely younger than I am. She's like, you're, you're 26. They're not that much younger than you are. I was like, well, I feel old. <laughs> I said, look, it's people doing funny stuff and trying to dance. I was like, I got two left feet and dad jokes. Nobody wants to see that. And finally, after a little bit of convincing, she said, look, we're driving home from a Dollywood trip on father's day. And you have two and a half hours in the car with me and nowhere to go. So you're going to sing, I'm going to record you. And then what I do with it after that, we, you'll just have to wait and see. So I did it. We started uh, recording a few videos and she recorded a couple more when we got home and kind of, shocked me at the fridge i was trying it was like 10 o'clock at night i think i was in basketball shorts i cut off and uh my adult league ball cap just trying to grab a bottle of water before bed and she comes running up behind me hollering for me to sing saying baby 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 do brad paisley do chris stapleton and i just pretty much said okay well this is what she's asking so give her what she's asking for and tried my best to sing whatever song came to mind for each artist and the next day she said look i did something and shows me her phone with, you know, a video that's got like 1,600 views, which at the time for me was a lot. Like I wasn't used to more than five or 600. No. And 
I was like, this is really cool. I was like, man, you know what? Give me, give me the login info. I'm going to get on this thing. I'm going to see what this is all about. And a few hours later, I logged in and freaked out, texting her saying, look, that video's got 20,000 views. And then it blew up from there to, you know, hundreds of thousands to well over a million. And it just exploded. Had, had you ever practiced imitating those artists before? And the reason I ask is I do a few musical impressions and even a country one. And so I know it either comes from imitating them when their songs come on the radio over and over again, or a lot of practice or a little of both. Had you ever practiced imitating them before? Well, I mean, when it comes to imitation, all I try to do is hear in my head what the song was supposed to sound like. And it sounds weird, but just try to, it's almost like trying to make a face, except you're doing it with your voice instead. And I had a little bit of practice with like some Brad Paisley stuff and a little bit of Chris Stapleton. Um, we had a opera house out here in Birchwood, Tennessee, and people wanted to hear those covers, but my dad said, they're coming here to hear exactly what they heard on the radio. So we're going to sing it like it's on the radio. So that's what we tried to do. If we were singing a Brad Paisley song, we did it like Brad Paisley. Same with George Jones and so on. So a little bit of it was some previous practice and the others were, I hope this works. Dirks Bentley and Jason Aldean probably being the two most unfamiliar for me, like trying to sing like anybody. So I love watching the way you and Destiny interact on your videos. And I'm kind of curious if there's one piece of off the beaten path relationship advice you'd, re you'd recommend to everyone. And just really, really try to have fun and try to make sure that, just try to make sure that you're showing exactly how you feel, sharing how you feel and making sure that the others is able to just have a balanced life. Like you want to be able to be there for each other and the good and the bad and be yourself without having to worry about, you know, any kind of a, a conflict on trying to bottle up feelings or trying to act like someone else just to make somebody happier. It, it, it goes on and on, but it's just really about showing your true heart, showing your true self and having fun with one another and re remembering that you're not just, married you're not just a, a couple you're you can be best friends and love each other all the while and it makes life a whole lot more fun so moving forward you wrote a song titled destiny and aside from it being your wife's name it sees, seems so perfect on so many levels when you think about your story and how you've come to be a successful artist walk us through the origin and thought process behind that song so i came to uh two of my buddies on a route we had with an idea that was called, it was just a thought process of I couldn't make it up if I tried. That's the only line I had. And we got about five minutes into just discussing what we wanted to build around that. And one of them said, well, you know what? I typed this in. And the very first thing that pops up is none other than the word destiny. And I was like, hmm. well, that's interesting. He goes, yeah. He said, I know not a lot of people like throwing names as a title of a song, he said, but this is kind of a double whammy. It is literally a, you know, a factor of life. And it just so happens to be your wife's name. He says, so I say we throw it in there and that's what we wrote to. And our, our relationship and the path we've taken to get where we are in life, as well as in this career. And 
you know, with the kiddos, none of it's been conventional. It's definitely not been in order, not the order that everyone believes life should go in. And it's been a crazy roller coaster of, you know, every which direction you can think of going. But I wouldn't change any of it. And I really couldn't probably make it up. If I tried to go and write a story and say, this is the crazy lifestyle that I'm going to give this character, I probably wouldn't have come up with this one. But it's amazing how things work. So one of the other songs I've loved listening to is Step by Step. Uh, your wife speaks so highly of you as a father and what a blessing you are. But with that song, uh, I feel like you kind of showed everyone that you're actually the one that's been blessed. <laughs> um, you want to walk us through the story of that song? So we had heard, uh, I'd been introduced to the song My Boy by L.V. Shane by my wife. And she played me a montage of all these moments that I shared with my little boy. I mean, from the time he was 10 months old to the point that we were at whenever she uh, first introduced me to the music. And it just hit me so hard, like being able to connect over something like that. And there was a lot of people saying, hey, you know, you've got a little girl too, so why don't you sing about the little girl, which now there is a daughter version of my boy. But I thought, you know, I, I just really want to sing something that's for mine. Like what's something I can sing for both of my kids that they're both going to understand how I feel about them and how I want our relationship to be as they grow up. And that's where this stemmed from was showing that this is, this is our relationship. This is how we have come to live our life and, how I see the rest of it panning out. And I wanted to be able to say, you know, 10 years from now, when both of them are going through what it says in the second version you know, the first kiss, their first dance, you know, driving their first car and experiencing all these firsts in life that are going to come as they get a little bit older. I want to be there for every one of them. I missed a few moments right there in the start, but I don't want to miss anymore. I don't want to be, I don't want to be, you know, years down the road telling them, well, Hey, you know what? I, I wish I wish I could be there to see it. I want to be the one that's there saying, I cannot believe I just got to watch that happen. And I've been blessed so far to watch every moment. How do you go about writing your songs? Are you one of those people where it just comes easy or do you have to work at it over and over again? I, I know you said earlier you started off with a line and then had to kind of build off that. Um, is, is it one of those things where this, the things come to you when you're driving in the shower, waking up in the morning? How does how does the process work for you? Man, for years, it was me, a pickup truck, and a microphone on a cell phone. That was that was how it worked, because that was the only alone time I had where it was nice and quiet. But, you know, it evolves over time. You meet new writers, and I, I didn't start co-writing until January of 2021. For years, I'd wrote by myself. And finally, uh, I guess my mind just kind of got open to a lot of different ways of thinking, because you get to see how other writers use their process, and it evolves with each one, but it goes kind of both ways. Sometimes you get an idea and it hits you and you know everything you want to say about it. It's immediately popping right to your head. You ain't got to wait on nothing. And you fly through that thing just saying, you know what? I don't want to change nothing. This is exactly what I want to write. Boom, there it is. And then other times it is such a good idea that you want to really think about everything you build around. And it takes some time to you know, find the right melody or find the right lyrics that really drive home your hook. And it, it, it's really about how the subject matter's hitting you and, you know, what, what is really driving your mind that day? Is it something that you're so passionate about that you can't help but let it just flow out immediately? Or is it something you're so passionate about that you want to be 
you know, timed or well, you want to be slowing down the time and really picking apart every detail. So our, our local audience is going to be hearing a lot about you in the next coming days and weeks as we gear up for the show in Orange Beach with Tim McGraw. Uh, take us to the day you got the phone call from Tim uh, that ultimately, I guess, in some ways changed your life. How did, how did all that come about? Well, it came from a TikTok, believe it or not. The, um, the day that I first got introduced to what all they were doing, my wife was scrolling through TikTok and found duets that Tim McGraw had been posting on the app. And she ran up to me and said, hey, here, grab this headphone and sing this song. I turned around and looked, and it was Tim on there getting ready to sing something like that, which I called the barbecue stain song since I was, you know, Lord knows how little, riding around with my mama. And I immediately knew what I wanted, you know, what the words were. I was grooving with it, feeling good. And somehow that video just popped off and went viral. And come Labor Day, I looked, or well, she was down there fixing burgers, I believe. And she scrolled through social media and found out that Tim McGraw had shared our video to hit all his feeds. And now I'm freaking out because not only did we have a video go viral with Tim McGraw that he commented on, now he's sharing it to his social media. So to me, this was like, I've, yeah, you know, now you're this is making it, you know, the, the man himself's putting me on his stuff. I'll take that any day of the week. And all of a sudden, his team started showing up to any live show I would play out in Nashville, and they were uh, talking with me and my wife, and apparently more so to her than myself because she is my manager. And they started setting up a uh, date and a time to kind of get a phone call together, unbeknownst to me. And next thing I know, I'm in the middle of a ride one night and get a phone call run over and try to make sure I get on it and answer as quick as possible. Cause I've been told, Hey, if you get a, get a call from this number, make sure you pick up whatever you do, do not, not answer the phone. So I run over and grab it and it's the man himself, Tim McGraw. And I, I, I was speechless. Couldn't find the words to express how number one grateful I was for getting the call. And then number two, when he says, Hey, do you want to go on tour? I could have jumped through the roof, man. So to wrap this up, you're obviously incredibly talented. You'll be in Orange Beach, Alabama at the Wharf Amphitheater with Tim McGraw and Russell Dickerson on May 14th. And we pretty much have your wife to thank for everything. Does that pretty much sum it up? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, I think it's it. <laughs> um, so uh, are there any new songs or things we should be on the lookout for? Well, we have got an entire album of really great songs that I feel like are expressive in several different ways between love and, you know, feel good and a little bit of party. And it's a special work of art that I've had some really great writers come together on some uh, very creative producers that jumped on board. And one that I, I'm hoping the, uh, hoping everybody's loving on this tour. Uh, and, uh, and for the people who are just learning about you through my show, um, I mean, because I'm sure your, your people already know where to find you on social media, but for the people who are just learning about you through this show today, where can they go on social media to follow you guys? We're on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. And uh, in fact, I got to remember Twitter. Never can remember my Twitter ID, but if you want to find us on Facebook or YouTube, just search for Brandon Davis. If you go to Instagram and TikTok, you can find us 
at Brandon Davis underscore music. And for all your Twitter needs for the poor little Twitter we got is at Brandon Davis underscore BD. Brandon, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thank you for having me. Ladies and gentlemen, Brandon Davis. Thank you.